Because I was under the impression that we were not trying. All I wanted was tacos. I was very surprised about how much fear my body was capable of feeling. That's what everyone says. Hi, I'm Gage. I'm Amanda. And Baby Makes Three. Welcome back, guys. It's been a whole two weeks. It has been. Two whole weeks have come and gone. I know. And now I'm going to have to start traveling. For work. For work. For Not my... just traveling for fun. You might <laughs> want to clarify for people that don't know. Yeah, you stay home with Vanian. And, and I'm going to just, just travel travels the, the world. world and has a grand old time. I wish. No, I don't, I don't think I would travel without you. I could definitely see myself traveling without him. How dare you? Why? I mean, we just drop him off at a friendly stranger's house. No. <laughs> so how have you been feeling lately? Um, good. Yeah, I'm going to be finishing work soon. The oh, end yeah. of the month. We haven't announced that, have we? Um, well, I mean, it's not really something that needs to be announced, but um, I, think I will exciting. be, for a time, I will be a stay-at-home mom. What is it? Sam? Sam? I like saying Sam. Sam? Yeah. I will be a Sam for a while which is super exciting yeah so i came i came back from maternity leave uh when vanyan was three months old and went back to work as a preschool teacher and vanyan came to work with me for some of it he stayed home with you for some of it as well and i was a sod (laughs) you were a sod i was a sod and and uh by the end of the month we'll be done september 28th our I last know. day. I'm so excited. Me too. <laughs> I think Banyan is too. I think he's definitely, he, he's a sensitive little sunflower and he would definitely prefer to be home with one of us. Yeah. I think it just suits him better. Suits well, me as well. Yes. Um, so this week we are talking about what Banyan is kind of up to. Milestone-ish now. stuff. It's four and a half months. So just we got to start solids. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. That was super, we were Very worried. Exciting. Yeah, we were like, oh, when do we have to wait to start solids? And when can we introduce? And he's huge. Can we do it early? Can we do it early? Well, the general, the general recommendation is that you exclusively breastfeed for the first six months. Um, we did not do that. <laughs> but yeah, so I wasn't breastfeeding. I was formula feeding. And that seemed to make a difference to the pediatrician when she found out that we were giving him formula. It was like, well you're not doing breast milk anyway so um, i don't think that made a difference i think she did ask if he was formula fed and when Mm -hmm. i said yes she goes oh okay like it wasn't really a big deal um so maybe that was me misreading and i didn't ask her for clarification Mm -hmm. um but he is formula fed and so um i know the recommendation that we hear from a lot of different authorities is exclusively breastfed for the first six months however we were doing formula and he is giant. He's, I don't, and he was showing an interest. So those were some of the yeah. other markers that they were saying. Did so we talk when about s- last, like last week? Did we talk about the fact that he's off the chart? I think so. It still blows my mind. He's too big. So the fact that he's quite large for his too big for his age. He's too big. So the fact that he's quite large for his age and too big. <laughs> and um is sitting up a little bit better obviously not by himself he's four and a half months old but and is, is showing an interest in mo- moving his mouth when he sees us eating real food yes and was definitely showing an interest so with all of those things kind of combined and taken into consideration our pediatrician recommended that if we wanted to start introducing Stage solids 
Um, just it's more of a introducing them to different flavors and the concept of a puree rather than and liquid textures, in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of where we're at, where it's, you know, it's not large amounts of food. You know, it's, you know, once or twice a day, giving him a very small serving and having him kind of play around with it in his mouth and experience the different flavors. It's very fun. So that's a lie because that's what it was supposed to be. That is what it is. <laughs> Our pediatrician said to us, like, this is not about nutrition at all this is just like a it's not about substituting she's, out milk yeah she's like it's like one or two like half half a spoonfuls just so he can put it in his mouth and get a feel and he'll move it around he might spit it out not our kid no not our kid this kid eats full spoonfuls of food and looks at us and asks for more essentially he slurps it he opens his mouth for it he swallows it and he wants more this little monster i love him so much but he is just like we were like, oh, I guess we'll try and see if he likes it. And all of a sudden, he's just like, nom, 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 well, once more. The funny thing is he hasn't figured out how to interact with a spoon. <laughs> so he sucks on the spoon like it's the nipple of a bottle because that's really all he knows in mm -hmm. order to obtain sustenance is to, to suck. And so he sucks on the spoon and he sucks on it so hard that his his top lip actually inverts and he sucks <laughs> it in his mouth. Um, it's quite funny, actually. It's it's very funny. Um, and so, yeah, we we've done ban we started with bananas, but our little boy has poop problems. So we had to stop the bananas. bananas. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll go back to them. It's not like we've cut them out of his diet, but he does have trouble. And so it seemed to be exacerbating the issue and um, contributing to constipation issues. Yeah. Obviously, we need to try it again to make sure that that is actually what was happening, not just some fluke of being extra constipated in that particular time. But yeah, it well, was banana. Then it was apple. apple. Then it was green bean. And now it's currently avocado. And he we've stuck with avocado for a little bit. He loves avocado so yeah. much. It was insane to me. Like the like the first time I think you you put it in his mouth and you were like, oh I think he likes it and I'm like he likes everything he likes food and you're like no Gage he's smiling and like which he yeah. doesn't normally do normally that was he's the difference because when we when we offered him different flavors you know obviously we did one at a time um, for about a week yeah and so when we were doing that he was very interested in it. Um, but he obviously very, he, he made a face, you know, when we would first introduce a new, especially with the green beans, because they have a different texture. I think I even needed to, uh, to add more water to that puree. But that even so, he kind of furrow his brow like he was trying to figure out what was happening and what this new thing was. Um, so he was very serious about it, but obviously interested and he would open his mouth and kind of get excited with the avocado he grabs my hand or tries to grab <laughs> the spoon in order to shove it in his mouth and like he he actually smiles with avocado yeah he wants he more beams. i'm actually kind of excited so i guess it'll depend on what he's relying on more uh senses wise if he's relying on sight or smell because the next thing in the queue is pear and pear is also green it's a lighter green but it's also green so I'm, but it's a completely different taste. So I'm interested, like, if we, when we switch to pear, if he's just going to see green in a bowl and be like, mm, 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 avocado, and we're going to put... It's a very different shade, though. I mean, he's four and a half months old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure he knows his color wheel perfectly yet. I think he'll like it. 
I think he will too, but I, I'm kind of ex- I'm kind of hopefully expecting that the first spoonful he's going to be like, what? No, this is an avocado. <laughs> I, I've been bamboozled. Yeah, avocado just has a great consistency when pureed, uh, and he seems to absolutely love it. Yeah, I don't. It's so crazy to me because I, I've I've heard a lot of babies like it, but this was a ridiculously excited reaction to avocado well and i think isn't it the pear that's supposed to help with pooping the pear is yeah because there was there was a list of things that we looked up we kind of wanted to know what those beginner fruits and veggies were that would help him poop yeah i'm pretty sure pear was on there and we, we've talked about that with his um his tendency towards constipation of like how much easier it's going to be to deal with once he's on a more solid food diet. Cause then you can pick foods that aid in right. being regular. Well, so right now what we do is the pediatrician had advised to use the Reguline when necessary. Cause the Reguline really clears him out. So yeah, we can't use it all the time. Right. So the formula, we can we switch back and forth between Gentilese and Reguline. Gentilese is what he's on most of the time. And then when he starts to get backed up, we give him the Reguline because it clears him out like Drano. Um, so it'll be nice to not have to give him that. It just seems to tear through his system. Yes. You know? So it's like it's not... It's not an ideal fix. And it is also more expensive. It is... More expensive. It is $3 more for the same can, which doesn't sound like a lot, except that our baby is, again, massive and goes through two cans a week, which means it's a $6 difference a week. It's a $24 difference a month, and I am turning into an old man before my very eyes. You do sound like an old man right now. I get so... I've never... Okay, you know me. I've never been that person. I'm the no, type of person who's like... All. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I understand we can save money buying that type of coffee, but I like this coffee, so I'm going to let it make it rain. <laughs> and with him, it's just like, I think it's because I, I have to buy it. I don't get a choice in the matter. Oh, I see. I have to get it's this stuff for treat, him. It's not a treat, it's a necessity. Yeah, and so when someone tells me like, oh, you need to like give your kid Reguline to help with the thing, and I'm just like, ah, do you know how much extra money that is? Well, we were also told um, to use the gripe water which helped at first and has not seemed to help since. So the gripe water we have used, and then we were also told that we could use a little bit of prune juice. I don't remember the exact ratio, but it was a very small amount of prune juice mixed with like water or something, um, which again is fairly cheap. So, you know, there were some other fixes because I'm sure someone's listening going, well, you know, there's cheaper options rather than just the expensive Reguline. And we've used those and I, they used, they worked the first time that we tried each thing and then they seemed to not be as effective. And so the Reguline is really kind of our go-to that we can always count on to work. And so since we have it in the pantry, it's yeah. really easy to just make a bottle of Reguline and feed it to him than to go oh, okay, well, the gripe water expired or we need more prune juice or we need this or that. Um, I mean, we even did the thermometer up the butt and (laughs) that helped a couple of times, but nothing seems to be quite as effective as the Reguline. So we're really looking forward to introducing 
foods and hoping that that is able to better control his um, bowel issue because it does have it's it recommends you know everything recommends um, fiber for the baby's diet Mm -hmm. so it's like peaches pears plums yeah because fiber makes you poop right so the pear I think is really going to hopefully do wonders also broccoli is on there which is weird because broccoli I thought would make him gassy so my thing is for those of you at home um, when you just start looking for stage one foods there's some that aren't on everyone's list. And so I've just been cross-referencing them. And if it's not on, like if I look at three lists and I see one that's only on one person's list, then I don't consider it a stage one food. And broccoli is one that I've seen once or twice, but it does not come up like apples, bananas, sweet potatoes, avocado, pears. Like I see those on most lists. Broccoli, I don't see that often. So I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to kill the child though. Like, obviously, there's some that are better to start with than others, but I think that if you accidentally give your carrot, your, your, your carrot, if you accidentally give your carrot a kid, baby, yeah, no, if you give your baby, extra fast, if you give your baby pureed carrot, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. I think that they would probably survive. Yeah, no, I'm not saying be lazy and don't do your homework. I'm just saying, I'm sure that you know, there's a little bit of wiggle room. Oh, I'm sure there is. I just personally, like it's, it's a personal preference. It's very black and white for you. It, it is for me because I, as a human being, and that's why I'm like completely agreeing with you because I don't want to put my nonsense on other people. I don't do good. I don't do well with wiggle room. Mm-hmm. I am the type of person that if like you, you've seen this around the house, if you're like, Hey, honey, can you do the dishes? And I go, yeah. And you go, oh, you don't have to do them right now. I go, okay. And now all of a sudden they don't get done. 20 years later. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Whereas if you tell me, hey, can you do the dishes? And I get up and I go do them. Like, you know what I mean? I I don't do well with wiggle room because I am inherently an incredibly lazy human being. I mean, I guess I've just talked to moms especially And when I ask for advice or even when I just ask for their experience, because that to me is really cool. Asking other moms about their experiences with their kids and hearing everyone's experiences in the way that they introduce solids, because that's something I was really asking um, other moms was, you know, what foods did you start with and how did you do it? And there's some similarities amongst their stories. But everyone had a different fruit or vegetable. Everyone had a different opinion about which you should do first and why. Everyone had good reasons for why they did their fruit or vegetable first and then how they did it. Um, You know, so, I mean, obviously there is science and there are studies done and there are right and wrong ways to do things. And there are things that could harm your child and things that are better for them than others. So I'm not saying that there aren't any boundaries or rules but it does seem like there is some wiggle room especially when it comes you know we're talking about introducing solids and it does seem like there is some wiggle room and everyone has a different way of introducing foods to their child some people start with cereals and our pediatrician told us you don't really have to like it's not going to hurt them but it's it doesn't make sense yeah you don't need to um so you know because i think uh, one of the concerns for people for starting with cereal is they think it will f- it will fill them and hold them longer. Um, and then I think it was, 
the concern was that they would get enough iron. Um, I don't which know iron, about that one, but um, it, I, I don't know if it was iron specifically or if it was something else. But there was something specifically that they wanted the baby to get that is in cereal that is put in cereal that you can buy. But my understanding, so you can buy iron fortified cereal. But my uh, my understanding is that whatever it is, whether it's I think it's iron, but whatever it is is in the formula. In the formula. So mm-hmm. if you are formula feeding your child, they're getting a sufficient amount. Um, I don't know if that changes when it comes to breastfeeding because my experience now that we're solely bottle feeding or formula feeding rather, um, my experience is only with formula feeding. So I don't know if if it changes the game if you're breastfeeding. Yeah. And then the thing with being full is it's the way our pediatrician described it to us is it's like eating a whole bunch of mashed potatoes. Like you feel really full, but in like a half an hour you feel hungry again. Um, and I'm sure there's some parents from, you know, the previous generation because that was very popular. So frustrating. That was very, well, it was very popular a generation ago to start with cereal or to mix it in the bottle. Um, and a lot of people, I'm sure, would have, you know, Which success stories that, that they would love to share with that. But, but that is one I will say. Don't do that because that... No, definitely don't mix it in the bottle. And widen the nipple because we've yeah. heard that from tons of well, very, very well-meaning people. But that one is one where they say you are increasing the risks of your child uh, choking. Uh, so don't do that. Um, the other one that well, we heard... And also, when babies are that young, um, they're supposed to eat more often. So trying to get them to eat less, it's like, well, if they're hungry that often, maybe that's okay. Yes. The other one we heard a lot was um, you should start with vegetables because if you start with fruits, they won't want their vegetables, um, which I had thought. Someone told me that recently, actually, because I was asking a mom what her experience was. And she she said the same thing, that she started with a vegetable because she wanted to make sure that her child liked vegetables. And that was I didn't say anything to it. I was like, oh, okay, Yeah. I mean, I understand why people would think that way. And her child likes vegetables. So good on her, you know? Yeah, I thought that way, too. And it was the pediatrician who said who kind of like made me feel like I was an idiot because when she said it, it made a lot of sense, which is. Babies are like hardwired to prefer sweets. So if you give them a vegetable, like the idea is that if you give them fruit and then you try to give them a vegetable, they're going to be like, nah, I don't want that. Give me the sweet stuff. But she's saying like, if you spend a month giving them vegetables and then you introduce a fruit, then they're still going to, if they're the type of kid who's going to be like, no, I I only want that sweet thing, then they're going to do that. They're just going to do it a month later. Um, Which I was like, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. She, she's very no-nonsense, straightforward, give you her opinion, Yeah, you know, without any questions asked type of person. Yeah, I enjoy that because no, she's there's no wiggle right, room. She's right up your alley and she is delightful. You know, I, I appreciate her no-nonsense attitude. But um, I mean, honestly, I've had a couple of parents now that have, that have said that. And it's not the worst thing in the world. Like you want to start your kid with vegetables in the hopes that they'll eat, they'll be more likely to eat vegetables. Go for it. I don't. I don't think there's any harm in it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I th- I do think it was very funny when you and I were talking and picking out fruits or, or foods. Um, I think I said, well, let's get some vegetables in the mix just because I wanted to give him different flavors. Mm-hmm. And so we started with bananas because you picked it. And I don't think you had a really good I reason. I didn't have any good reason other than I was so excited to <laughs> see him react to solids that... 
for some reason banana came to mind and I was like oh you have to go out and get a banana we have to get a banana so that we can feed it to him and I was just so I was like a little kid yeah. on Christmas like so excited to give him his first taste of like people food that I don't know why banana came to mind but it did and I kind of stuck to it and somehow he got you, banana first but it wasn't like a carefully thought out planned type thing it was just like yay he can eat food let's give him a banana but it's very funny because you uh for those of you who don't know amanda does not like fruit nope so, sorry to out you um how dare you but you've been so fruit focused in this process because i think we were having a conversation where i we we, we were doing bananas and we we're getting ready to do apples um, and I was like, you know, we should really throw some veggies in the mix. And you were like, absolutely. We should definitely throw some veggies in the mix. I'm also really excited about avocado. And you know what fruit I want to try? Pears. And I was like, you literally just named two more fruits and I wasn't into even, this vegetable conversation. Yeah. And I wasn't even thinking about the fact that they were both fruits. For me, again, I'm, I'm not good with fruits. So I thought of avocado as a vegetable. I think it's technically a fruit though, right? I think you're right. But I was thinking of it as a vegetable and then my mind immediately went to pear because it was like, oh, we really need to find a fruit that will help him go to the bathroom that he doesn't have an allergic reaction to. Like we need to check that one off the list so that we have a go-to mm-hmm. for when he's having trouble pooping and we can give him pear to help him poop. So in my mind, it went, Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Vegetable, okay. Avocado, check. We got the the vegetable, and oh yeah, we really need to give him something to help him poop. <laughs> pear, pear. I've heard pear helps, so that was how my little mind was working, and I didn't even realize that my response to your your concern about vegetables, introducing more vegetables, was I just ended up naming two fruits. <laughs> it was very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta do sweet potatoes soon because I think. My, it's a very sweet vegetable. It is, but it's on everyone's stage one list. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And I... So you... Have you pureed yet or no? No. Yeah, because the one time you were going to puree, he was having a rougher time. So I was like, babe, what? You, know, you don't get to spend a lot of time with him. Why don't you just do this and I'll puree? Um, so Actually, been, I think I was having a rougher time. I was sick. Uh, that's also possible. Yeah, Amanda got sick last week. Then got Vanyan sick then I got sick and then Amanda was like oh and it's your day to watch Vanyan so I was home alone with a baby with both of us sick and it went well though no it did not it went it went well most of the day well by the end of the day you weren't feeling well I wasn't feeling well he wasn't feeling well he didn't want to take his last nap I wanted him to take his last nap and you were working an extra half an hour and I think I did how many you. hours had he already slept that day he, yes he's a trooper he's like the absolute best kid in the world and he naps six to seven hours a day and which is insane he's awesome he's just such a great kid so um, what he didn't want that that seventh hour yeah basically Gee, can't imagine why <laughs> yeah um but like when you combine all of it together and it's like you're just you I felt I'm also very much a wuss when it comes to being sick. Do you remember when you were like, look, Amanda, look, there's a tear sliding down my cheek. I'm not actually <laughs> crying. This is just congestion. Yes, I remember. That was the funniest thing. I laughed so hard yeah, Amanda that came I made Vanyan cry because I scared him. I was having like this miserable day and Amanda came home and I was like, oh, thank gosh, she's here. She can help. And I started talking to her and she just started cackling at I me. tried to be supportive and I and you genuinely you were not feeling well. I mean, to be fair, you were sick. Um, I went through two boxes of tissues and a roll of paper towels, which or toilet paper was a struggle for me to deal with graciously, <laughs> because that's an insane amount. 
Um, but yes, so you were genuinely sick. Um, you know, your discomfort was real. It was legitimate. But the way that you were talking about it was like something out of a comedy show. I'm so, I'm very dramatic when you I'm sick. You were very dramatic. And, and so I'm also it was like, very funny because. Yeah, no, you were funny. I'm very funny. But I was trying to sympathize. So I felt like the first five to 10 minutes of me being home, I was like, man, I'm so sorry, love. That sounds really rough. And you had the baby all day. Like, you know, I'm really sorry that you're not feeling well. Um, and then it just got to the point where you, in all seriousness, you were like, look, Amanda, look, there's a tear running down my cheek. And you meant it like with every fiber of your being like look at this isn't this the worst thing in the world and i just i couldn't anymore i just started <laughs> laughing because it was the funniest thing in the world it's like oh i'm so sorry you have a tear running down your cheek poor you at which point i believe i started laughing as well um yeah yeah i only get sick twice a year i know we talked about this i don't know if you talked about this on the show before i don't know but um, we talk about it with everybody though well because people because you're sick all the time. That's why it comes up often. Well, I'm a preschool teacher. For like hospital staff children's. <laughs> yeah, I went back to work after maternity leave and have been sick, I don't know, maybe every other weekend. But I really only get sick twice a year for the most part. There's There's been some years where there's been a third one that sneaks in there. Um, but I pretty much only get sick in what counts as fall in in Florida and in the spring. Um, it's very, very weird, but it's always like that, uh, barring something like food poisoning. I think I got once and stuff like, but like in terms of like cold and flu stuff, I get it once, twice a year. And that's about it. Amanda comes home with in the last month and a half, Amanda has come home with hand, mouth and foot is going around a hand, foot, mouth is going around. What was the one? Oh, walk. Oh, just found out my teacher's assistant has walking pneumonia and she comes home and just says this stuff to me. And I'm like, like, Oh, that's why she called out sick. That's a good reason to call out sick. (laughs) I'm going to go sanitize everything in our classroom now. Yeah. But so, um, I have, I guess a stronger immune system. I don't know, but I only, I only really get sick twice a year, um, which is great because you're sick all the time and I'm not always constantly, you know, getting contaminated by you. Um, but the reason that's contaminated by you. Yes. Do you see this tear rolling down my cheek? (laughs) Um, but the problem with that is that Amanda is a friggin' trooper when she is sick and she gets stuff done. I don't think so. You do. You you hit a wall at a certain point, but that's like after you've done like all of the dishes and I feel like I'm gonna wipe in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> remember I've... that time? That's my classic Amanda is when I I don't remember what it was specifically. I think I might have been vomiting all night long, but I was like, I've gotta go to work and so I tried to get up and go to work. Think about when you passed out and in I the bathroom. Almost, no, I almost passed out. I started to black out and I think I like sank to the floor. But what I didn't realize is that I had like a glass in my hand. Probably the glass that I like rinsed my mouth out with or something. Mm-hmm. Um and I it didn't like fall and shatter like to the ground, but I must have been holding it above the sink and I maybe I thought in my haze that I put it down when actually I dropped it into the sink. Um, so then I kind of like crawled back to bed and called out sick and we had a, the maintenance guy came to like fix the light bulb or something in the apartment and he came to me and he's like, um, 
ma'am, you know you have like broken glass in your sink. He and he looked genuinely, <laughs> he looked really concerned because I looked bad when yeah. I opened the door. And this was hours and hours later. And I looked really, really bad. And then all of a sudden there's just glass in the in the bathroom sink. And I was like, oh, really? There's, there's glass there? Okay, thanks for letting me know. So this is what I mean by Amanda. So that's, that's a typical Amanda being so this, sick. But this is what I mean. Amanda's a trooper. She passed out and she's like, I didn't pass out. I, I, I started to black out. It's like one second you were standing, the next second you were on the floor. No, I sank. And that's my thing. If I know that I'm going to pass out, then I, I sink to the floor because that way you don't fall and hurt and hit your head. So, it's about managing the fall. So this is your world. And then this there's is the world but that then, I live in. But then there's me who gets sick twice a year. And Lord help this household, because when those two times a year come up, I am, I just do not handle it well. I whine, and I know I'm whining, but it's like I feel awful, and I can't do anything about it, and that makes me a You have this obsession whiny, whiny with person. sweating it out. I hope Vanyan doesn't get that. I don't do it anymore. I don't do it anymore. No, because but I'm, Vanyan used, I, or not Vanyan used to. <laughs> yeah, Vanyan used to sweat it out all the time. <laughs> BCF, come on over. No, I, I hope Vanyan doesn't do it because you used to, is what I was trying to say in my jumbled up brain. So yeah, I used to until I found out that, that it was bad for you, and I don't hold on to like what I thought was a good idea if the facts don't yeah. bear it out. No, no, I know. Um, yeah, no, I used to, every time I had a fever, I would like put on sweats and then jump in bed with a bunch of blankets and just lay there all day, which I, which I think what was working, which is why I thought it was a good idea, was just that I was getting rest because that's what they say. They say like, if you have a fever, drink a lot of water and, and don't, and lay in bed, like that you should be getting fluids and rest. Um, I, it's not enough for me to, to rest though. It's not enough for me to feel miserable and rest. I need to make sure that you feel sorry for me feeling miserable while I am resting. Well, I think you just, you want me to know that you're suffering. I think you want, <laughs> yeah. you want to make sure that I know. And I really appreciate you keeping me up. <laughs> really, I appreciate that. Communication is so important in a relationship. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, so I'm the absolute worst. And then Vanyan's also sick. And he's four and a half months old. And he doesn't know what's going on. He just knows his nose is stuffy. And then... Yeah, he just had congestion. He didn't get a fever or anything like that. He was sneezing well, and coughing, but it was right? a dry cough. Did you get a fever? Um, I didn't get it. The first illness that I don't think I gave to you guys. <laughs> oh, well, uh, hold on. Let me, let me pull out my uh, my catalog. Uh, was that the, the spring collection? Was I think that, this uh, was the end of July or August one. Yeah, no, that one you had a fever for. I remember but, but because... you guys didn't get that, thankfully. Yeah, so maybe he takes after me. Because I was, I was um, religiously taking his temperature every diaper change. I would take his temperature because I was so afraid that I was going to give it to him and that he would... So I wanted to make sure he didn't spike a fever. Yeah, that was the, we have the, um, <laughs> the temporal thermometer, the mm-hmm. ar- arterial, I don't know, it's the artery thermometer. I don't know, I don't know what the right way to say it is. Um, I don't want to help you because this is really fun. <laughs> that That's fine. All I do is love and sacrifice, but sure. <laughs> it's the arterial. <laughs> um, but anyway, when oh, he was. Oh, I made a funny laugh that, that reminds me. Okay, go ahead. Oh, it reminds but, me of something. But at one point, he was either... I think he was sick, but he never got above 100. But his his temperature was higher, so you were monitoring it. Um, 
and he was at the time like two and a half months old. And so it's like, what are you going to do? You got to like strip him and stick a thermometer up his butt, his armpit. Like there's no really good answers. Um, so it was one of the best buys we ever did where I went out and grabbed, um, this thermometer. Cause you can literally just, you, you put it on their forehead and you slide to the side and then you get a pretty accurate reading. And it's what the, our pediatrician uses the same style of uh, thermometer. And so on one hand, awesome, amazing purchase. However, if you are married to someone who is an anxious worrier, she will use it always. Because it's so easy to use and you get instantaneous results pretty much. I mean, why not take advantage of such technology is what I say. Well, the problem is you... So anyone who knows us knows that like Amanda and I are very opposites in a lot of ways and balance each other out. And this is very much one of them. So on a weekend, for example, when you're not at work, I will get two or three different updates about his temperature or his skin or anything like that. And literally, I just feel like a broken record because I'm like, yeah, I guess we should, uh, should keep an eye on that. See if there's any changes. <laughs> uh, talk to the pediatrician in two months when we go back. Well, <laughs> like, I, don't know, because, I don't know what to do. Because sometimes it's not even anything that needs to be taken care of. like it, you don't need a professional like oh it looks like there might be this pimply thing on his back maybe it's a pimple maybe it's a bug bite and i'm just pointing it out to you because i i like us to be all on the same page yeah. but i think because i am such a worrier you see it as well amanda's amanda's concerned about amanda's this worrying. about this pimple yeah. on his back which i don't think it was a pimple but um and so it's like, yeah, no, we'll keep an eye on that. And in, you know, two months, if that pimple has not gone away, we will, we will bring it up to the pediatrician. <laughs> but you'll also be like, you'll also be one of those people who's like, okay, I, t- I took his temperature and it's, it's inside the range, but it's a 98.9. So it's on the higher side no, of I've normal. I've never said that for a 98.9. And then an hour will go by and you'll be like, Gage, Gage, it's a 99.1 now. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And the like, Gage is a 99.3. I'm like, he just got out of the bath. It's always high. Yeah, but 99.3. I'm like, well, a fever is 100.6 or whatever it is. I'm like, so it was like the best thing we ever got in terms of like baby care. But it has also been like one of those things where I'm like, I like literally the number of times in a week that I say, I guess we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Monitor for any changes. I'm going to. Yeah, I think now. I gave you like I, I think I give you like daily updates on his um he still has like a spot of cradle cap that we haven't really gotten rid of. Oh, that's so yeah, it's behind the ear and it's yeah. caused like at one point it caused like it dried out and like split almost like the way uh those of you who live in the north in winter climates, you'll get to experience this maybe. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not for your sake. Um yeah. like the way your ear uh dries out. Um, and can sometimes crack if you're not like keeping up with it, lotioning and stuff. So it was pretty, it was pretty grody. Um, but also not something that I was taking care of at all. Well, because, and the doctor was just like, you know, I mean, yeah, it kind of happens. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Keep an eye on it. Keep it clean and dry. And, um, it really was not a big deal, but for some reason I felt the need to give you like daily updates. Like after mm-hmm. every bath, it was like, well, this is what I've noticed about it. Like, uh-huh. update, yeah, we'll just update completed. To, uh... And I was just, I wanted to keep you informed. Like, I don't know why I feel the need to, but it's like, this is his temperature. This is what I've noticed about this. This is what his skin looks like. I don't know why I feel the need to give you updates on like his vitals and overall physical appearance. I think part of it is that, and we've had this conversation before, uh, part of it is that because I'm a more, because I'm the more laid back person in, in the relationship, I think sometimes you worry 
that I don't take you seriously. And we've talked about that. I, cause I, I hate that that's, the, that is the case though, that I sometimes are like, Oh man, it's just worrying. Um, so I think you like to have a record so that you can be <laughs> like, Oh really Gage? Really? Is this just me freaking out? Because I've been giving you updates for the past 72 hours and you can obviously <laughs> see a pattern of increase. So maybe just maybe this time, maybe I'm not over, maybe you're underreacting. Okay. I know my child. I am a mother. I am woman. Like, Is this, is this your impression of me? Sometimes. Very eye opening. Yeah. You're a strong, powerful, <laughs> mean woman i wonder i wonder if my i wonder if my desire to keep you updated on things just comes from a habit when i worked for um you know i've worked at different schools as a teacher Mm -hmm. for for younger children and um i also worked as a home health care nurse and then where you had to when i took time off of work I was caring for my aunt or my, my aunt. I was caring for my, my grandmother, but we were still, we were keeping very detailed records for hospice. So mm-hmm. when the hospice nurse came, we had very detailed records of like, we measured like the fluid intake and her output in the, um you know, in the bag. And, you know, we measured out the morphine and when we were giving it to her uh, sublingually. So it was just like, all of those things for so many years, I've had to keep a very accurate record of, how I was caring for other people, mm-hmm. either older or younger. And so now with my own child, it's like I'm I'm still keeping record and giving you updates. And it's a, I think it's just a force of habit. And also I am a nervous Nelly, but I think it really is a force of habit where I just feel like I need to report to somebody. <laughs> well, and and that, you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think it's necessarily like wrong or a bad thing. No, but it is silly and it's it's very unnecessary. I don't think it would even ever come up if it wasn't for the fact that like in in this my later half of my 20s i'm still working on the fact that just because someone tells me something doesn't mean they need a response from me oh yeah which is still yeah. very much something that i am i don't i i just i i've been i know i'm aware of it i'm working on it mm-hmm. that not every time someone says something to me are they looking for a response from me um it's a hard habit to break um so when i hear it i don't i think in your mind you're like well, here's an update and uh, if I could just be like, cool, thanks, then I don't think it would ever come up. But what I hear in my head is, okay, Amanda's bringing this up because she needs um, some input from me, either an opinion, maybe a decision. Ooh, gosh, I don't know what to make for a decision. Um, don't know what she needs. Okay, um, let's go with uh, non-committal. And then it's like, well, I guess we'll just have to monitor that and see if there's any changes. And it's like, I could have just said, all right, thanks for keeping me updated. That, that was also an appropriate kind and loving response, but it um, either works. I'm growing. I'm working on it. Um, before we end, do you want to mention that Vanya now laughs like a pterodactyl? Oh, yeah, I think I posted that on the Facebook page today. He is... It is so. It was the coolest moment. Uh, you got him to laugh for the first time, um, and we had heard like Amanda. I remember you when you were like playing with him and tickling with him and stuff. You were like, you know, I want to be careful though because you know sometimes the first time that they can laugh, they laugh, they can scare themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not. He scared us a little bit because it was really really cool. I will say that I definitely parent blinders on of like oh my god he laughed but we've gotten him to laugh a few times since then and he's so much more smiley and laughy and it sounds like a baby pterodactyl is dying 
Well, I, I just don't think our child knows how to laugh like a normal person. So he'll either do the silent laugh or he'll do the laugh where he like gurgles <laughs> and blows bubbles and also sounds like he's choking to death. Yeah, that's um, not great either. But then he also will do the pterodactyl. So he kind of varies between either silent or gurgly choking or the pterodactyl sound. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's very confusing to us because it's like, you know what? It looks like you're having the time of your life, but the sound that's coming out of your mouth sounds like someone's torturing you. Yeah. I don't think that means what you think it means. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And uh, another update. He still hasn't rolled over. Well, I mean, he rolled over the one time, but he's not rolling over regularly. He rolled over as an infant. Twice. Like very, very young. Um, and then he did roll over. I put him down on his belly and he kind of went, eh. And like tried to push himself, like push himself off of the so floor because he talking, didn't like it. You shouldn't do that motion. I shouldn't do the motion because that he did. you're doing the motion. Just it, like, you moved, don't have headphones on, so it's yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. So he, it's hard to explain it then without people seeing me. But uh, he tried to push himself you. away from. I see you for who you are. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. Uh, that weirdo. Felt, that felt insincere. <laughs> it just, yeah. Um, <laughs> Amanda's like, I was supposed to be in bed four minutes ago. This is nonsense. So, so he, um, I don't know, he pushed himself off of the floor. Like he was very angry with the floor for me putting him on it. Um, and he rolled himself over. And then he and I just stared at each other in total shock that it had happened. So he's <laughs> obviously very capable of it when like he has the strength. I just don't think he realizes it because that he didn't mean to. It wasn't. It really wasn't intentional. He was just very angry with the floor and I put him on it. And as soon as I set him down on his tummy, he pushed himself over and rolled. But it was very much an accident. So he doesn't know that he can roll over. He hasn't figured that out. Mm -mm. And so that's kind of where we're still at, where he's four and a half months and has not rolled over. Which we, we were told is... is I'm concerned. Yeah, we were told it's fine because of... Uh, I guess the, the rolling over milestone markers that we're used to seeing in our research are um, pre are the same ones from before the back to sleep campaign. Yeah, and I so guess kids uh, sometimes take a little bit longer to roll over since the back to sleep campaign, which, mm -hmm. you know, totally worth it. It's a fair um, trade off. <laughs> yeah, totally worth it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I was a little discouraged and concerned because he wasn't rolling over yet. Uh, I know he's kind of a chunky baby. I know chunkier babies sometimes mm -hmm. seem to have a harder time. Well, and I think you had brought up, you're like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the type of kid who starts off um, back to stomach before stomach to back, which most kids are stomach to back. And he has gotten to a point now where he can grab his toes and he starts to push his legs to either side when he brings his knees well, up. Well, and he to can roll himself to his side. Yeah, and he'll do that to grab toys and stuff. Mm -hmm. So he knows that that's the... He, I think he's starting to realize that that's the next step. Um, unfortunately, he's four and a half months old, so it takes him a while to figure out how to get to the next step. Yeah, he'll get there. Or he won't, and you know, that's fine. And he'll just live on his stomach. <laughs> well, you said something the other day about his head, and you were like, he's got a flat head, I want to exchange him for another one. And I was like, Amanda, he sleeps through the night. 
Like yeah, if we trade him in for no, we I, th- I think everyone knew you were kidding. I don't, think I you don't had to actually say it. want to exchange him. But you said that, and I was like, if we exchange him, we could get a kid that like has like the gas that he had when he was younger, but still has it now, mm-hmm. or a kid who can't sleep through the night, or like I'll take the flat, funky head for a, for a baby who sleeps. And he's bigger and sturdier, and so he just doesn't seem as fragile, which is nice. Let me reiterate: he's too big. <laughs> he he's off the chart, Amanda. I, I understand this. I, too, was at that appointment. I don't think you fully comprehend it. He is above the 99th percentile. I know. That's, I know. That's literally too big. I, I understand. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on our adventure. If you want to reach out to us, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at and Baby Makes Pod, And you can always visit our website or Discord. All links are available in the show notes. If you like the show, do us a favor and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. These ratings really help new listeners find us, and we truly appreciate it. Until the next chapter, I'm Gage. I'm Amanda. And and Baby Baby Makes makes three. Three.